0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day, explained and analyzed by The Times of London. Today with me, Stuart Willey and Laura Cook.
2: Concern is mounting that Russia plans to put nuclear missiles into space. We talk through how realistic this threat is, as well as what options the US could have in response.
1: Space might be the final frontier, but it's also now feared to be the new battlefield. There's a huge amount of concern in Washington that Russia is reported to be planning to put a nuclear missile into space. Officials fear the weapon could be used to target satellites, which are crucial to the US military's operations and to the rest of us on the ground.
2: Now, if you head to the Times website, you'll be able to read some fascinating analysis from our former defence editor, Michael Evans. While many of us think this sounds like something out of a sci-fi movie, Michael says that's no longer a way to consider it.
3: We've got over that stage in recent years. Russia, for instance, has already fielded hypersonic weapons. They're talking about fielding a nuclear-armed torpedo with unlimited range. So there's all kinds of what uh, uh, Putin likes to call super weapons. And so I think putting a nuclear weapon on a satellite system as an anti-satellite weapon, you no, know, it is possible. If this is the sort of scheme that he has in mind. So we have to take it seriously, even though uh, there may be challenges and problems for them in doing so.
1: So, as Michael says there, we need to take this subject seriously. But what exactly are we talking about here? Well, the exact nature of the weapon and whether it actually exists is unclear. But when you're talking about threatening satellites, that gets into all sorts of mischief. It undermines communications, surveillance, intelligence, as well as command and control around the world.
2: Now, this all came to light on Wednesday, when Mike Turner, Republican chair of the US House of Representatives Intelligence Committee, issued an unusual and cryptic statement, and it warned of a serious national security threat.
1: Lawmakers are being briefed on that threat today. Russia and the United States are by far the biggest nuclear powers. Together, their arsenals hold around 90% of the world's nuclear weapons. Both have advanced military satellites orbiting the Earth. But Michael explained to us that the US is very unlikely to put their own weapons into space, if this turns out to be true.
3: That I sincerely doubt. Both America and Russia and others have signed a treaty in 1967 which bans presentation or the putting of nuclear weapons on any form of space based system. So Putin would be in breach of that and I don't see America But what they would have to do. If, it, if what is uh, being suspected bears fruit and actually happens, then I think America and its allies will have to produce or develop some serious countermeasures to try and one, deter and two, to uh, protect satellites, as you say, which are vital for military communications uh, to protect them from uh, an attack by a nuclear
2: weapon. Russia has neither confirmed nor denied the existence of such a weapon. It has, however, dismissed the US warning as a malicious fabrication and also a trick by the White House to get US lawmakers to approve more money to counter Moscow. Ukraine's military said yesterday it had annihilated another Russian warship, the fourth landing ship to be sunk off the coast of Crimea, this one by naval drones. In the last year, Ukraine has been chipping away at Russia's Black Sea fleet, often using weapons supplied by international allies.
1: But the supply of those weapons could be at risk. Republican leaders in Congress are threatening to block a $60 billion bill promising military aid to Ukraine. It's caught up in arguments over migration.
2: The British Foreign Minister, Lord David Cameron, has now weighed in as he said dropping all diplomatic niceties and urging members of Congress not to show the weakness displayed against Hitler.
1: There's been a fairly robust response from Republican lawmakers. One said, I answer to the people of Montana, not England. Another, Marjorie Taylor Greene, met a Sky News reporter outside her office.
0: I really don't care what David Cameron has to say. I think that's rude name-calling, and I don't appreciate that type of language. And David Cameron needs to worry about his own country, and frankly, he can kiss my ass. But do you think Putin's the good guy in all this?
2: Undaunted, David Cameron is in Poland and returned to invoking Hitler today.
4: We really do want to see um, Congress pass that money to support Ukraine uh, economically, but crucially militarily uh, in the months ahead. I see this as the challenge of our generation. Two foreign ministers standing here today, uh, it's like two foreign ministers standing here in the 1930s, where we faced a similar challenge from a similar aggressive dictator who was trying to change Europe's boundaries by force, who was ignoring the sovereignty and inviolability of other countries' borders. That's what we face today with Putin. And the challenge is, do we have the political will to match it?
1: Joining Mr Cameron in urging support for the funding is the Polish foreign minister and the boss of NATO. But with Marjorie Taylor Green and others opposing it, we asked the Times correspondent in Washington, Elisabeth Dauber, what are the chances it'll pass? Well, they're not going to vote it
4: through, not, not in its current form. That's, that's a certain... The Senate, uh, which is Democrat-controlled, has passed this, this funding package. It's now being sent back to the House, where, as you say, Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of the, the biggest cheerleaders for Donald Trump and the MAGA movement. Um, the Speaker of the House at the moment won't even table the motion for, a for the debate to start and, and the voting to begin. They, they will to type it to, to a whole host of other, of other things, but so they're much more domestic-based. It's a real problem. Europe has stepped up in many ways for, to to help Ukrainian funding, but this this money, this, this latest tranche of money from the Americans, is vitally important at the moment. The likes of Margaret Green, despite her language, is, is 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 a block on that money, and 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 is. The the argument of many Democrats and many senior Republicans here is, is, is helping Vladimir Putin win the war.
2: Two years since Russia's invasion. Today, Ukraine says it's withdrawing some troops from Avdivka, scene of fierce fighting, and a town Putin appears desperate to capture. With a Times digital subscription, read more about the Ukrainian snipers defending the town.
1: Having a woman at the helm of NATO now seems to be an unlikely prospect. This spring, Jens Stoltenberg will step down after 10 years in the job. Prime Minister of Estonia, Kaya Kalas, had hoped to be the first woman to hold the job. Ursula von der Leyen was also a favourite with the US and the UK.
2: But if we inject a bit of Donald Trump's misogyny into the equation, we get a very different set of frontrunners for the role. Fears of causing more damage to transatlantic relations if he returns to the White House are prompting alliance leaders to drop the idea of installing the first female head of NATO. The Times reporter in Brussels, Bruno Waterfield, told me more about Trump's attitude towards women.
4: He has a terrible track record. Uh, He's in the news all the time. Uh, because of his uh, allegations of of sexual assault, sexual harassment, his relationship with Theresa May, the British Prime Minister, when he was last in office was very difficult. He attacked her on Twitter as foolish, as a disaster. Uh, He once told a European leader, I think here at NATO, that uh, Angela Merkel, the then-Chancellor of Germany, Europe's most powerful woman, was a disgrace that uh, she represented everything that he hates. So It's been decided that it's better not to have a woman in post for the NATO job. And instead, Mark Rutte, um, the current Dutch Prime Minister, is the front runner to take the job. He is seen as tough, he's blunt talking. In, in 2018, famously in the White House, he actually publicly disagreed with Donald Trump and said no to him. So he's the front runner at the moment, and he'll be selected for the job probably on April the 4th.
1: Wanda Leyen is now expected to stay in her European Commission post for a second term and may anyway have to face Trump over his America First trade policies.
2: from concussion is a serious one for players in the NFL as well as in rugby. There are even calls from some to move to a non-contact version of football to try to reduce the long-term health problems that can result.
1: There's been years of litigation over the billion dollar settlement with professional football players over head injuries. New technology may help avoid some of those injuries.
2: Smart mouthguards packed with tech are being hailed as a game changer and the $300 gadgets are in action at the Six Nations Rugby. And this weekend saw one Scotland player pinged after tackling a French player. He was pulled off for a head injury assessment.
1: Find out how the accelerometer and the gyroscope in the mouthguard could protect the brain health of players on the Times app or the website thetimes.co.uk.
2: Thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.